What's up? It's Haley Ryan here with another pregame podcast. And joining me today is Brianna Gladney, a true military brat. You guys, she has lived in more places than most 23-year-olds. In fact, most people in their entire lives. She lets us know how moving that much impacted her and how her college plan didn't go as she thought it was going to either. She battled multiple injuries, including a career-ending injury from her ACL. Take note of how she responds to that and how she lets that push her every day. Coming up here in just a second on the pregame podcast. Welcome back to another podcast. I am here with Be Glad. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, good. So uh, you're a military brat. Let's start there. Tell us all the different places that you got to live growing up. Sure. So I was born in North Carolina, Fayetteville, J. Cole, you know what I mean? But yeah. I also lived in <laughs> I also lived in Alabama, Georgia, Virginia, Ohio, Texas. I lived overseas for two years in England, Arkansas. I've been all across like the east and the Midwest and the South. So mm-hmm. uh, moved about twelve times before I went to college. Where was your favorite place to live? That's a good one. I think before <laughs> I went to college, that's a really good one. Before I went to college, it's a tie between England for two years. That was amazing. Different yeah, culture, got to cool. be immersed. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then D.C. for sure. We lived on the outskirts of D.C., so it was a little bit of a trek to get to the you know, main D.C. area, but it was great. Had that public transportation and like just got to see the museums and stuff like that at a young age. That was cool. Lots to do, lots of history to learn, like you said, yeah. at a young age. So you call San Antonio home, but you yes. went to school in Ohio. So, you know, you you said your grandparents live back in San Antonio. So how was that being that far away from family? Um, it was it took getting used to more being away from my mom. She was actually deployed in Germany when I went to college. So it was mm-hmm. hard to not see her and it was hard not being close to anybody, my grandparents, my aunt, anybody like that. But it it was good. I had, you know, I played basketball, so I had my teammates were family and then I I also, you know, pledged into a sorority, so those are my family. So I definitely had extended family, but it was definitely hard mm-hmm. not to be close to my mom and my grandparents. And when you started, since you traveled all around, uh, you played basketball growing up. How was that moving from place to place, you know, with a new team, but still keeping your right. skill up and all that? Um, it was definitely a humbling experience. Like every time you move, you have to prove yourself. Like you're not just going to walk onto the team and people are going to know you. So you have to work for that spot that, you know, someone already thought they already had from being at the same school for two, three years. Um, right. But it was it was good. Sport is just a natural conversation starter. So right then and there, I knew if I had if I was playing a sport, I was going to make friends. So making friends wasn't a problem. It was definitely just working hard to make sure you had a starting spot coming into a new school. And you think that obviously it did. But how do you think that had a direct impact on being a college athlete and going to a new school? Oh, it it was a smooth transition, honestly. I got to Xavier, and it was good. Like, the, the teammates, everyone's different. Everyone may be from Cincinnati. Other people were coming from Columbus or different parts of Ohio, uh, some mm-hmm. from the South so or Atlanta. So it was cool that I was able to relate to different people on the team. And so it was kind of like that glue to, just, you know, um, be adaptable to different people, the way that they talk or understand. So it was good. It was a good transition, and it definitely taught me a lot. And outside of basketball, you are clearly a very good academic student. I see all your 
uh, honors here, Big East, all academic, dean's list, <laughs> uh, highest GPA, presidential academic scholar. So who instilled the importance of education in you and how did you keep that balance while being a college athlete? Wow, that's a really good question. And, and I know it's probably a cliche answer, but my mom is definitely the go-to for that, the woman to do it all. She really, um, mm -hmm. every day, you know, after she got home from work or whatever she was doing, she would make sure I would be at the kitchen table every night doing my homework. She would sit with me until it was done. And then, you know, I would go to bed or decent hour phone away all of that so she definitely helped me balance you know after school you're going to your practice but after practice you have to come home do your homework sit at the kitchen table don't right. do it in front of the tv you, you know military life it was strict but she definitely you know instilled those good study habits in me but also mm -hmm. you know the ability to balance my time and aside from just the academics and sport you're also involved in a lot i know you're delta sigma theta vice president right you yes, were yes i was yes and how was that? You know, like you said, that gave you a lot of extended family, but that's a lot of responsibility. So how did how did you feel <laughs> handing all that? Um, it was it, honestly, it was a great. I I tell all my friends and even my teammates will tell you that like I had the best college experience. I went from you know student athlete, I was a student, but I also was so involved in the community and just in um, Xavier's campus in general. So being the vice president of the sorority, my chapter in the sorority was amazing. I loved the amount of events that we did and just to bring in new girls into the fold and just, you know, show them what it's important to be a good Samaritan and be important in the community. So I definitely, that was probably one of my favorite parts of being in college. And yeah, you did a lot in the community. You were, tell, talk about this uh, lead exec member. What did you do with that? You're the director of special events and programming. Yes, yes. So LEAD is a ladies with an emphasis on achievement and distinction at Xavier University. So it's a, chap it's a chapter of LEAD that really focuses on women of color and some issues that we go through just in the day-to-day -day lives, being at a private school where we are the minority. So we really focus on events that have to deal with, you know, it could be anything from, you know, something light like hair or things like that, to things such as mm -hmm. having a, a spot in the corporate world. So we brought in alumni, we brought in sororities, we brought in um, people in the community, different different organizations to come in and talk to them, but also we also reached out to them in a way that we can participate. We could do job shadows, mentorships, and things like that. So it was a great stint as a, as a director, and it was a great job just loving it and loving the people that were part of the organization. And being a woman of color is obviously important to you. You were also involved in the North Texas Black Sports Professionals. You were in Black Student Association. And what does that mean to you to be involved in all of those programs? I think it's super important for not just women of color, but men of color as well, to be involved in those type of organizations. They're platforms for us to just build off of. And people who made those platforms, they don't want you to just stick right there. They want you to take off where they left off. And that's one mm -hmm. of my favorite sayings is just to continue to move forward and to create spaces where young professionals of color young and young professionals who are deserving of spaces in either so sports. And it doesn't have to be the sports industry, but that's just the industry that I'm in, obviously. But mm -hmm, it doesn't have to yeah. be the industry, but just the industry in general, just to have spaces where we have a safe place to be but also, you know, deserve that position. So it's really important to be involved and just show people, you know, there are other places in the world that we can take part of and be a part of. So obviously, you know, being a woman of color, being of color in general, being really involved is 
really important to you. But let's go back to on the court. You were a three-year letter, but you had an injury that kind of stopped your career. So talk about that. What was that injury and what was that like going through that? Sure. So going into my second year um, on Xavier women's basketball team, I ended up for the end of it for my ACL. It was during practice, so it wasn't during a game or anything, but it really kind of impacted me because as a student athlete, that's your identity. And especially mm-hmm. someone who played basketball her entire life or played sports in general her entire life. It was really impactful in the sense that it's like, okay, Brie, you know, basketball is not the end all be all. What else can you do? What else is your passion? So it definitely helped me find other things I wanted to be a part of, the community, you know, Xavier's campus and things like that. But that injury really did hit me hard. It hit me hard. You know, my teammates were always supportive, which is important. Um, mm-hmm. I did try to come back after tearing my ACL, uh, but I tore my meniscus right after. So it was hard to try to come back and see what I could finish off with Xavier. But, you know, my trainer told me, if you want to play with your kids, you need to stop playing. So <laughs> It's I time to, to stop. Get- <laughs> exactly. And I'm glad you kept it real with me. You know, I don't want to be, you know, crippled. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Just- <laughs> when you're only 25. Exactly. So I kind of moved on forward and I kind of turned my focus to the community, you know, focus to my grades and then also the administrative side of sports is, you know, figure out how I can create a career out of something that I love. So this is a cliche question. Like you said, yours might be a cliche answer, but I I feel like you're going to say your mom, but who, who besides your mom really helped you through all that? I know you mentioned your teammates, but was there anyone mm-hmm. else that was just kind of like they had your back and they kind of maybe understood what you're going through or anything? Oh, that's a good. So cliche answer would be my teammates. And the, but <laughs> it's very important. It's very important to know why is that there was, I think at the time that I tore my ACL, there was two or three other of my teammates who had just come off of an ACL tear or okay. who had also torn the ACL. So we were a team of injuries. <laughs> yeah, you can make so your own team. Would, Exactly. So, you know, being in a training room where you have two other your teammates right next to you doing the therapy, pushing through the pain, you know, telling you you could do it, you can do it, it's it's okay. And then also when they say, Hey, you can't play anymore and you tell your teammates, you know, I can't come back from they understand. They they're right there with you, like, you know what, it's okay. Enjoy, you know, the rest of your college career. Like there's so many other things that you can do. And it was important that they understood that and it's important that they supported me in my decision. So definitely my teammates and to this day, my teammates are my best friends. One of them's actually coming down to Dallas to visit me next in two weeks actually. So yeah, you know, it's it's a bond that you'll always have, but it was important that they have my back and I always have theirs as well. So your major was sports management and communications, and now you are with the college football playoffs. So how has that experience been? It's been amazing. This is probably the one internship that is just so hands-on. There's only for my direct position, uh, it's just the director, so the director of stadium and game operations and the intern. So we really lean on each other for that responsibility of all the things that need to get done within the stadium footprint. And that's a huge responsibility as someone coming in as just an intern, but they really don't mm-hmm. view, view you as that. So it's really important that me and the director are always on the same page, but also, you know, you have to step it up. You're not just an intern. You're now a full-time member of the team. You're intern by name, but really just you're a full-time member and you, you need to get things done. So I love this internship. It was a great experience, hands-on. And when you see it unfold and it's a huge game and you see the student athletes come in and they're excited to be there at a new NFL mm-hmm. stadium, it was amazing. And I just wouldn't trade it for the world. A really big feeling of uh, achievement, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Do you know Will Baggett? Yes. And I'm very excited that he's my mentor for the winning. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was 
making sure you knew him. So, you know, he was there last year. I know I learned a lot from him and you do know him, but what do you, what do you think you're going to learn from him in a different setting? You know, it's not the work environment. It's more of a relaxed learning environment. Um, Will Baggett has always been a person that will keep it very honest with you. Not nothing bad, but always, you know, critiquing you, making sure that you're the best and you're operating at the next level. I think that's huge. So for him to be my mentor at Winning Edge is huge, just to see what I can bring to the table, what I can do better, and to operate at that next level when I have, whenever I move on for this internship and get a full-time job, to make sure I keep that going throughout my next move. So there's always something new to learn with Will, so I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see what I can do and show him, so see him in that different environment because i'll tell you i think he wore sandals last year i think he might have one day i have never seen this man in sandals <laughs> now i will say i think it was to the yoga at 6 a.m but he still did it so okay i've only seen him in kohan so i'm not sure i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to see that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so you how did you hear about the retreat was it through will actually um reggie jennings from, I think he attended last oh, year. Oh, Reggie, yes. Yes, so Reggie Jennings forwarded it to a couple of our friend group. And then Cam Fenton mm-hmm. also showed me uh, what he did. It just kind of looked into it, and I was like, wow. It wasn't until later Will was like, oh, yeah, you should apply. <laughs> I'm like, I already did. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, but right. I'm ahead of you. Exactly, but it was good. Um, Reggie's a great guy. I'm still in contact with him, actually texted him today. So I'm so helped. I'm so thankful that he, you know, showed me that. And I think he's going to be there this year. So that's going to be cool too. Reggie is? Oh, I'm yeah. about to text him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just be like, hey, I heard, I heard you're going to be there. But, uh, you know, going into this, obviously you're at the internship now. You've had, you've dealt with a lot of adversity. You've, you've had a lot of learning, but what do you, you said you can always learn more. What are you kind of expecting to get out of this or looking forward to getting out of this retreat to help elevate you? I definitely think that I'm always one to have opportunity of growth, personal and professional. Mm-hmm. I think that to be in the cohort we are in is important because there's people from everywhere, from all walks of life coming down for this event. And I think learning from my peers is so important. But to also learn from the people that are going to be there at the dinners and you know the other mentors as well. But to really do that peer-to-peer interaction and see like, what do you want to do? What what other avenues are you going to take to you know lead the next cohort or the next young professionals? So I definitely want to learn from my peers. Learning from peers was definitely something that I took out of the retreat. But what's something else that you're excited for? It doesn't even have to be about learning. It could be about I don't know, the the food or the extra stuff you're going to get to do, whatever. That's a good question. I definitely look forward to the dinners. I think the um, the dinners where they, all the, they're bringing people for the mentors and things like that, I definitely excited to, to go there and just meet new people. I, I think I, if you haven't picked up, meeting new people is like my thing. I love meeting yeah. new people just to see where they're from. Like just because you never know, everyone has a different story and not even professionally, right. but just to hear like where they come from. What did you do? How'd you get here? So I'm definitely excited for that. So coming out of this retreat, if you could come out of this retreat with maybe some kind of pathway to a, a future job, what is your dream job? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Right now, if I say my dream job right now, because it will change. I can already know myself. But yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think long term, a commissioner of a division one conference would be amazing. But Shoot, I know there are certain steps to get there. <laughs> 
I might need a but, job from you one day. <laughs> but that's like the end goal for right now. I don't know if it'll change, but I know there's certain steps that I still need to take. Like I still need to get my master's. I still need to, you know, learn from my mentors that I do have and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, but that's the end goal for right now, for sure. Well, I mean, I like that end goal. It's really ambitious. You know, now I know you. So now I got that connection. So it's good for me too. But uh, how do you think that being an athlete has propelled you more in your job now? And how do you think that will give you an advantage on others in this competitive environment? Yes. So I've always been told that employers are looking for student athletes. And I think Part of it is definitely the schedule balancing. You mm-hmm. have to go to practice. You have to go to weight lift. You have to go to study tables. Then you have to go to actual class. <laughs> and then when you miss class yeah. due to traveling, then you have to go back and make that up. And so the balancing and all that, that's a skill to have. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of employers are looking for that. But in the sports industry, I think it's important that you know what the student athletes are going through. You know they're tired. You know they want to, you know, certain things that they will need and want while they're traveling or, you know, visiting a place. So for us, the student athletes that are coming to San Jose or Santa Clara for the CFP, Mm -hmm. the 2019 or 2018 CFP, when they touch ground, the rule is they should only have to worry about the game. They should have to worry about where the hotel is, how they're getting there, anything like that. They have escorts, they have security, you know, they have sweeps and, you know, escorts to to the locker room and things like that. So I definitely think to understand what the student athletes are going through is a huge like component when people are looking for student athletes for jobs. Yeah, that's for sure. It's there's definitely a relatability that people who weren't student athletes could just never understand. Exactly. I know you're excited for the retreat. I know you love meeting new people, but what what is a strength that you think you're going to bring to the cohort and to the experience? I think that I will definitely bring a few things. I think one would be just my background of moving around a lot. I think that kind of brings a different type of culture. So it definitely brings like, hey, like I live this way or this is my upbringing. And I think people Mm -hmm. can definitely learn from how other people were brought up. I think that's one. Two, just the lessons that I've learned from my internships are in other people bring these two as well. So what I've learned from my internship, I can just apply or I can tell other people. I think one thing that my employers have always said is that, Brie, you're not a clock watcher. So Mm -hmm. it could be five o'clock, everyone's leaving, but I know if I'm not in a comfortable spot for my project, I know I can keep working. And everyone's right. going to say work, they work hard. But I think to tell people like, hey, like in the industry, the sports industry, there's no such thing as clocking out at five unless maybe the summer and there's no sports going on. <laughs> but like, right, right. Yeah. Five o'clock's so, not the end. It's not. And I think everyone knows that. But just to bring what you've learned from other from your experiences professionally and personally, I think everyone can be able to bring that. But I'll bring that with my military background and then, you know, working at the CFP and my other experiences as well. Well, I'm really excited that you're going to get to be there in Atlanta. Um, I'm really looking forward to just getting to know you better. And I'm I'm sure everyone else will be, too, after they listen to this. So um, is there anything else you want to throw in, you know? Uh, no, I'm really excited to come to the retreat. I know I'll be talking to Will about that, and I'll be reaching out to a few <laughs> other cohort members. So I'm super excited, and I can't wait to meet you as well. Yes, Brie. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, Brianna Gladney, a former basketball player, now a big time intern with the college football playoff. We'll see you in Atlanta. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode of the pregame podcast. Make sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter handles at The We Leadership. Find us on LinkedIn and Facebook or check out our website, winningedgeleadership.org. And don't forget, you can always search hashtag WeGameChange on any social media platform. All right, I'll catch you at our next episode.